0: Welcome to this week's episode of Fan Fatales. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And this week we're continuing with our
1: Halloween spooktacular and we're reviewing some modern horror slash thriller flicks. And by modern we mean movies that were made in the last five years.
0: Yes. And so the movies that we are going to be talking about today are Ready or Not, A Quiet Place, Doctor Sleep. And Mother. Yep. And
1: we're going to be talking about our opinions on all these movies. So, as for the last two episodes, spoilers are up ahead. Yes. So, shall we get started? Yes. I'm so excited for this episode. I I liked a lot
0: more of these than I thought I would. Same, honestly. Because I'm not, both Gabby and I are both not real big spooky movie people, spooky, scary movies, Um, especially with ghosts. Oh. Uh uh-uh. uh, or like no dolls ghosts. or anything. So yeah, so that's why none of them have like creepy dolls, creepy ghosts, creepy. Uh-huh.
1: No, that's why. Yeah, those ones we were like absolutely not. Yeah, no The Conjuring, no Insidious, none of those. No Annabelle. No Annabelle. No Chucky. No. 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 Then, no Paranormal Activity. Oh my gosh, I think I would lose my brain. When I was watching Mother, I kept on getting ads for Chucky, and I was like, no, stop doing this to me. No, no, I hate Chucky. I used to have like nightmares as a kid. Like Same. when it was like I think it was like one of the reboots of Chucky came out like in like the I mean, late 20s. So many. I know. There was like a reboot, but the ad was on T V all the time, at least here in California. I'm not sure about over there. But I like don't even here remember. it was on all the time and I used to have nightmares of like Chucky dragging me down my stairs in my childhood home. Yeah. It was it was intense.
0: <laughs> no. Like No.
1: No. Yeah. Like vivid Um, nightmares.
0: You see, where it's like I remember well, we'll get into it next week, but I remember watching Halloween a lot, like growing up. Mm -hmm. That was just always on because that's my dad's favorite franchise. Like the day that we're recording it is the day that the new Halloween movie came out. My dad saw the Midnight Premiere. Good for him. Like last night. Honestly good for him. (laughs) Yes. I love that for him. It's his favorite franchise of all time. Of course he's going to do that. That's fair. So shall we get started?
1: Yeah. So really quick before we do, I know we've already like done this twice, but I am wearing my favorite, favorite t-shirt of all time. And it's my t-shirt that says, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And that's a reference to The Shining. Yes. And we're going to be talking about the sequel today. I have another outfit for next week. Okay. So good.
0: But like this week and I was I'm like, not I'm not wear wearing shiny anything t-shirt. Scary, streaky. <laughs> I'm wearing black shirt with flowers on it. Yep.
1: <laughs> and I'm drinking some peach juice out of my jack-o'-lantern mug once again.
0: And I did not grab a drink. I literally just finished a giant pumpkin spice coffee though. So Okay, pumpkin spice coffee, close enough. We are wired. <laughs> it is four o'clock p.m. That's Emma,
1: <laughs> you're not supposed to drink caffeine this late. Fine. <laughs> okay, so the first movie we're going to cover today is uh, Ready or Not. Yes. And when I first saw the ads for this movie, I desperately wanted to see it. And I wasn't even into horror films when this movie came out. Well, I kind of was, but not super. Okay. I was like not really into it. I was just barely starting to get into it in 2019, which is when this movie came out. And I was so, I like so wanted to see this movie. And I'm so glad I did because yes, I was so love good. this
0: movie. Yes. It's so good. I really liked it. So the so synopsis good. is, Grace couldn't be happier after she marries the man of her dreams at his family's luxurious estate. There's just one catch. She must now hide from midnight until dawn while her new in-laws hunt her down with guns, crossbows, and other weapons. As Grace desperately tries to survive the night, She soon finds a way to turn the tables on her not so lovable relatives. Yeah.
1: Um, It was directed by Matt Bettinelli. Yeah. I think. Matt Bettinelli Alpin. Alpin, yeah. And Tyler Gillett. And it came out in 2019, as I had mentioned. And the cast includes uh, Samara Weaving as Grace DeLomas, Adam Brody as Daniel DeLomas. Okay. All of the characters have the last name Denomas except for the last one. We'll get there. Okay. So Adam Brody as Daniel, Andy McDowell as Becky, Mark O'Brien as Alex, Henry Cerny as Tony, um Melanie Scrofano as Emily, uh Elsie Levinsky as Charity, Nikki Guadani, Guad Guadini? I have no idea okay I'm so sorry as Helene (laughs) and uh, Kristen Brunn as Fitch Bradley Yes. sorry Christian Brunn as Fitch Bradley yeah I would have read that as Kristen as well isn't that annoying his name is Christian but it's
0: spelt almost identically to Kristen yeah yeah it's It's one letter off from my best friend whose name is Kristen
1: yeah I think it's, like, the German spelling, maybe? I think so. Like, it's a European way of spelling it. But, yeah.
0: So, some fun facts about this movie are 17 different versions of Grace's wedding dress were created by costume designer Avery Blues to show the progress of Grace's night and how her clothes correspond to her attitude. And I think that's so cool. I do, too. It's kind of like, have you seen In the Heights yet? It's been like five months.
1: No, I refuse. Okay, it, it really—it's gonna ruin five it for me. What? I'm worried it's gonna get ruined for me.
0: Now I don't want to watch it. <laughs> well, there's one thing that I think they did really well, and it's Nina. They tell her story through her hair. Through her so, hair. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about this already. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me of that. Where she comes back from Stanford at the beginning of the movie, and her hair is, like, straight. Mm-hmm. And then when she goes to the salon, it starts to, like, right before she goes to the salon, it starts to get more and more back to, like, her natural hair. And then after the mm-hmm. salon, through the rest of the movie, it's her natural hair. hmm Yeah.
1: I just think it's really interesting because there are so many – Going back to ready or not, there are so many different elements to this dress, and there's so many different yeah. variations on the dress. Like, the first change we see is at the very beginning when, um, oh, what's his name? What's the husband? Alex. When Alex finds Grace, and she's in the, um like, service yes. like, quarters, like the service hallways, and... Okay, when he grabbed her from behind, that scared the poop out of me. Same. Like <laughs> that was like Same. the one jump scare that really got me. Uh-huh. Um, but he grabs her and pulls her into the service hallway, and she's like starting to like do this like bad ass like this badass walk, oh, and yeah. she keeps tripping over the dress because she's in her sneakers. And I'm like, heck yes, okay. First of all, wedding dress and sneakers is a
0: Comfort. move. It's a vibe. I hear. There's this one person on TikTok who I'm following, and tomorrow is her wedding, and she's changing into sneakers for her reception.
1: I would totally do that.
0: Same. I would wear cute shoes for the
1: ceremony. And And then as soon as the reception hits, yeah, and pictures, of course. And then as soon as like the reception hits, sneakers, my dude. Sneakers. But they're like sparkly sneakers. I'll have to send you a picture of her sneakers. I yes, 100 percent yes. So it was such a move. And she's sitting there and she's like, I can't freaking walk in this dress. So she sits down and she just starts ripping it at the bottom. Yes. And it does this amazing, like, asymmetrical high-low thing. And it is amazing.
0: Yes.
1: Amazing. So, like, mm-hmm. I would definitely cosplay that dress with, like, the, the be so- like, sash of guns. I of, think uh, that bullets. was literally
0: a comment of mine. Um, Hold on. Yes. The um, Grace with the gun and the ripped dress Would be a really cool Halloween costume It's literally one of my notes
1: Right okay I think that would be dope Maybe like if you want to get into Like a little bit later in the film Or like make it just like a little more gory Like splatter a little bit of blood Or like add a little bit of dirt And a little bit more distressing
0: But it is such a good vibe I'm sorry I'm just laughing Because we wrote the same note For one specific moment Where? It's the very end when they all start exploding. You wrote, oh, geez, she just exploded. And I went, she just exploded? And then the little, Under like, simple, <laughs> well, like they all exploded.
1: <laughs> yeah, the exact same note. <laughs> it's, we're, we're getting out of order, though. But yes, that is very funny. I love that my note for... I literally wrote OMG when the hun- husband grabbed her I nearly shit my pants like that is my note exactly yeah so like yeah and then okay after after that they're like the family is in that one room and they like shoot the maid and, and then
0: they're just they have- so nonchalant about just moving the body they're like just get it out of here and they're like okay let's not let Grace see this dead body because then she'll catch on but they let her see the trail of blood. Yeah, you don't think she'd see this giant trail of blood? Like
1: what? <laughs> I think, I think what this movie does really well is it mixes comedy with horror, which
0: I love. Yeah, um, I think the the comedy is so needed. You know. Yeah. Also, one of my notes, and I I still have this question is. How did her father-in-law choose all the weapons for each person? I don't he's know. Just I think like, they were
1: just like, here, give him. He, I don't think he chose. I think he just gave them to whoever was standing there. Just convenient.
0: True. Oh,
1: no. Plus, did you notice that the women, that the the mom had the bow and arrow? And I was like, okay, Katniss Everdeen moment. Okay. Or
0: Susan Pevensey.
1: She was first. Or Susan Pevensey. Yes. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> and then, okay, and we then I We have love- Katniss
0: Everdeen later in- Please.
1: yeah 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 and then i love when he gives the son-in-law the, the crossbow, crossbow and he's sitting on the toilet watching the youtube video to figure out how to work the crossbow which brings us to our second fun fact which is that <laughs> the film's go ahead there you go Okay, which brings us to our second fun fact, which is that the film's writers Guy Busick and Ryan Murphy were in that video. They were the video of that how to use your crossbow. That's and, so funny. Oh fun. my gosh, I almost peed my pants. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I did too.
0: I was. It's. I think I he's it. my second it. favorite character. Mm-hmm. That guy. Yeah. Um, I agree. And then our final fun fact for this movie is. As Grace walks into the, walks to the music room, she pauses to see the family's older board games displayed. The naming the games, the name of the games combined tell the, the entire story of the following night. Famu- family Ritual, Secret Council, Label's Gambit, Sunrise Fortune Teller, and Public Defendant. Which
1: I think is really cool foreshadowing.
0: Speaking of the games, yes, they mentioned Old Maid at one point, and I was like, mm-hmm. I think I've played it once. I literally was from like, What? I, I, think so. From what I remember, it's like a game where you like you hold up your
1: cards and you like pull the cards from somebody else's deck, and like, and you if you want get, them,
0: to, you want them to take Old Maid from your hand.
1: Yeah, and then like you have to like, it's like kind of like Uno, I think, where you have like a card up in the middle and you have to put a card down. Yeah. And I think the person with the old maid at the end loses. Yes, I think
0: I haven't played that game since I was a little kid. Yeah, old maid. If you have old maid at the end, you lose the
1: game. Okay, that's that's what I thought. Yeah. Does but that mean in this world, if you have the old maid at the end, you die? Probably. Well, they said that the the only one that's like bad is hide and seek. So I think that's like.
0: Speaking of which, I her husband's face. Um, what's his name? Daniel, Alex, Alex. No, Daniel no. is the brother. Yeah, Alex. He's just like, oh shit! But she says, oh, hide and seek. Yeah, literally,
1: everybody's faces are like, yay! And then as soon as she pulls it, it's like blank. Yeah. Also, okay, I love the moment when Daniel is talking to his wife, and his wife is like, she's not one of us, and he's like, of course not, dear. She has a soul. Like, yes. <laughs> The savagery. I was like, okay, Daniel. At one
0: point, I yeah. wrote, maybe don't give the sister a weapon. I think yeah. it was the one that kept on killing everyone I'm talking to. The one that was high? Yeah. Yeah. Also, the bride will sit Carrie in her wedding dress at the end of the movie. Oh, totally. Yeah. So,
1: I have to ask, who is your favorite character? Grace. Duh. Yeah. No. She's, like, the best character in the whole movie.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, one of my friends just texted. Same. Zach just texted me. It's my friend who's borrowing my heels this weekend. She just asked if uh. I have a spare backpack. Oh. Uh. So I was asking for, like, a bigger small one. That's fair.
1: So, yeah. I think Grace is, like, the absolute best character in this whole movie. Absolutely my favorite 100% will cosplay her. Yes. Absolutely. So, okay. You know that moment when like Grace is at like the beginning of the movie when she's talking to um Alex's mom? Yes. And she's like, "Oh, well, I was like you once." And like, "You remind me a lot of me." And like, this is like I want to know what her story was. What is her backstory? I know like
0: what is her backstory
1: i don't know and they never explain it i would have loved to know what her backstory is can we get a
0: prequel with her please oh we should
1: get a prequel oh my gosh we should get a prequel for each one of the in-laws uh-huh or like a prequel that like shows the stories of the in-laws like through flashbacks and then like we see what happens exactly the night that helene's husband was killed during hide and seek that would have been amazing.
0: Yeah. She was creepy. Yeah. I did not
1: like her. So creepy. Like when they're in the bedroom and she's oh just like, Oh my god. I was like, just, um excuse you. She's just like creep in there watching them like make out like they're basically having sex and she's like sitting there and you're like, oh <laughs> I wrote I wrote four minutes in and I'm already horrified. <laughs> That's when they killed Helene's husband. Those yeah. masks are creepy as hell. Yeah. Like. Like the Death Eater. Yeah. They gave me, like, Death Eater meets Phantom of the Opera vibes. Yeah. But, like, with a plague also doctor nose. Kid. I don't know.
0: It was so weird. Also the kid Which, wearing it at one point. When Daniel or, or, not Daniel, no. Alex. It was yeah, Alex. Al- or was it Daniel? Well, one of the kids was wearing it, and... I think it was
1: Daniel, actually.
0: Because that's why he drinks. That's why he's an alcoholic. No, like, they're playing around, and it's, like, right before the games. The kids are playing oh, around, and they're wearing them. Oh, oh, oh. You mean like the that, sister's kids? Yeah, the sister's kids. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's weird. And then Daniel, like, freaks out on them? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I yes, now be- I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I would too, right? Also, you know what else would have made me freak the F out? What? When Alex was like, oh, well, if I told you what would have happened, like, if I told you what happened, had you pulled that card, you would have left me. I wrote, you think? Exactly. (laughs) Like, um, duh. Anyway, moving on. I think we already talked about our favorite moment a little bit,
0: but what is your favorite moment? Um, definitely when she rips her dress and walks out with that confidence.
1: Yeah. Also- We love- Yeah. We, we love a confident queen moment. I'm
0: going to read what I wrote. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? When I, they realized it was all the bullshit from Crazy Family Tradition, Huh? I think I wrote that before they all exploded. Oh. And then they all exploded. <laughs> and you're like, Oh! And then I never deleted it. Yeah, that's okay. Like, okay. I was like, wait a second. What does this mean?
1: Yeah. No. Like, I really liked the moment when they're like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! This is so stupid. We're fine." And then, like, two <laughs> seconds later, it's just like, "Boom!" And you're like, "That's
0: oh, exactly what i Though another favorite moment is actually like my last note is I love that the response to Jesus Christ, what happened to you, to the police officer is just
1: in, in laws. Long-
0: this- Yeah.
1: I also thought, okay, the moment when she's sitting on the stairs and she lights the cigarette while the house is burning behind her, does that not remind you of that scene in Heather's when at the very end, when JD's outside and he blows himself up and Veronica's sitting there smoking the cigarette? It definitely does. Right? Yeah. I feel like that's like, I feel like they did that on purpose.
0: Oh yeah, they definitely did. Because it's
1: like, the same. Like, Veronica's all, like, effed up. She's all covered in soot and, like, the the cigarette's half, like, burned. But, like, Grace is sitting there literally slathered in blood. And she's yeah. sitting there smoking a cigarette while the house is burning behind her. I thought that was brilliant. Same. So what's your favorite moment? The same. I love the, yeah. the badass the badass lady moment. Like, we love, like I said, we love a badass queen moment. I also really liked, um, when they were doing the, the seance the first time, the ritual the first time, when Daniel poisoned the, um, like, wine or the blood or whatever it is that they drink, and helped her. Yeah, I liked that a lot. But I loved that moment. I thought that was so cool.
0: Yeah.
1: I was really sad when Daniel died, when he was killed.
0: I was too.
1: I was like, no! I liked him a lot. I did too. I think... Um, okay. What did I say? Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: packs with the devil, real or bullshit? Oh! Oh my gosh. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, when... Oh, what's his name? Uh, When Fitch first finds out about yes. like, this whole ritual and like, he hears about this whole thing, he's like sitting there Googling packs with the devil, real or bullshit. I started laughing my booty off. I thought that was so funny. I did too. It was funny. I just... I like how he's like the comedic relief I I, I think too. this movie desperately
0: needed that I think Otherwise, this, I, th- I think it would have been bad if it didn't
1: have it I don't think it would have been bad I just don't think it would have been as good I think it would have been way too serious and way too like melancholy I mean there would still be those cool badass moments but like I think the comedy really just like made it that much better
0: yeah I just like I, I, I just like the comedy this. <laughs> yeah the comedy was really good yeah so what's your least
1: favorite um, moment? Um, when they got in the accident. That like yeah. kind of like ouchy. And then like the dad is just like standing there like Slender Man. That was the other jump scare that got me.
0: Yeah. I could not watch when Grace accidentally killed Dora. Just by like bashing her face in with the box.
1: No, isn't Dora the servant? Oh, I thought Dora was the mom. Just kidding. Just kidding. Dora killed herself, kind of.
0: Kind of, but also it was kind of Grace's fault. But it was kind of (laughs) not.
1: Eh. I don't know. I don't blame her. I thought, no, I thought you were talking about when she killed the mom. Yeah. That scene was also very difficult to watch.
0: Yeah, that also
1: was. Also, I (laughs) gasped so effing loud when Alex betrayed Grace. Same. Same. That was me a lot during Mother. But I was like, O-M-F-G. Are you kidding me? I was like, oh my God, Alex. No. I was so mad. I was too. Yeah. And then he exploded. So I was like,
0: <laughs> take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what would you rate this film out of 10? 10 out of 10. 100% 10, 10 out of 10. Yes. This one was. We so really good. like our Halloween movies. I guess. No, they're just really good. Well, we've rated th- at least three now. Ten out of
1: ten. I've rated quite a few ten out of ten, and they're all Halloween films.
0: It was Corpse Bride. Mm-hmm. Halloween Town. Pocus. Oh wait, was it Hocus no? Fo- I- no, it was Halloween Town. I think. Halloween Town. Pocus Pocus Halloween or. Corpse Bride, Halloween Town, Halloween Town, Ready or Not, mm-hmm. have all been 100% from the both of us. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're good. They are.
1: So what about this next one? This next one, I also rated very high. I love this movie. I have a very special connection to this movie because... I watched it for the, the first
0: time last
1: night. Very nice. That's Amazing. So for me, like, Zach and I have, like, a little tradition where on Halloween we watch, like, a horror movie and, like, we, like, hang out on Halloween. Well, last year we were supposed to hand out candy, but nobody even came to the door. I brought candy and nobody came to the door and I was, like, big sad. But anyway, I know. So we watched A Quiet Place for the first time. Well, for my first time together that night. And I adore this movie. I adore this movie. I love this movie so much. So, the synopsis, for those of you who haven't seen it, is if they hear you, they hunt you. A family must live in silence to avoid mysterious creatures that hunt by sound, knowing that even the slightest whisper or footstep can bring death. Evelyn and Lee are determined to find a way to protect their children while desperately searching for a way to fight back.
0: Yes, and the film was directed by John Krinsky. Um, It came out... Krasinski. Krasinski. I cannot speak. We've known this. John Krasinski.
1: From The Office. Ew. I have a lot of stuff about The Office. We'll talk about it. Go ahead.
0: I've never seen The Office. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Um, Go ahead. The film came out in 2018, and the cast includes John Krasinski. Krasinski. Do you want me to do it?
1: (laughs) Yes, please do (laughs) it. Okay. So some facts about this film it was directed by john krasinski it came out in 2018 and the cast includes john krasinski as lee abbott emily blunt as evelyn millicent simmons as reagan noah jupe as mark marcus i was gonna say margaret and i was like no (laughs) um and cade woodward as beau So, I have, like, some really long fun facts for this I one. Know. Because I, I know. A, I know a lot about this movie. Most of Girl.
0: my notes are fun facts, too. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, some that's of the facts, me with Halloween we next week. Really, it's Half fine. of my facts are just, like, fun facts about the movie. It's fine. It's fine. So,
1: the film's director and male lead, John Krasinski, played the creature in a motion capture suit suit for uh, quite a few scenes. And during the first screening, there were a lot of clips left in that weren't like fully edited, which is usually how first screenings go. Yeah. Like, they're not, all the CGI isn't fully there. So there's a lot of scenes on green screen or with like drawings and sketches and things like that. So like nothing's totally final. Um, And there were scenes where it was still just got John Krasinski in the motion capture suit and the audience just lost it. They were laughing their ass off. And John Krasinski was like, I'm worried that I made like the worst, best comedy ever. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> a quote from John about that screening is he said, I'll quote, all of a sudden my giant foot with vans on showed up and we were slowly panning up from my very colorful, very tight, revealing suit on the end. Sorry very tight revealing suit and end on me with a beard pretending to roar the entire place exploded into laughter i love that can you just imagine him standing there just being like (laughs) in like in like a suit with like lots of little dots on it i think (laughs) yeah (laughs) there are pictures of it online and if you haven't seen it you need to google it it is actually the funniest thing i've ever seen it's so funny
0: so, <laughs> as I woke it up now,
1: yeah. So, the entire film was actually shot in 36 days. That's another fun fact. Oh,
0: wow. Um, yeah, I feel uh, like a lot month- of these horror films are shot like in a very short time. I feel, yeah, I don't know
1: why, but yes, I feel that they are. Because uh, the next- that's a
0: lot of my fun facts for next week's episode is how short yeah. a lot of them were filmed.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's because they don't want to, like,
0: traumatize
1: the actors. I have no idea. I don't know. Anyway, so the next one is, since the characters communicate in American Sign Language. You found the picture. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Emma just looked at me and she was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah (laughs) so um since the characters communicate in american sign language to avoid making sound filmmakers hired deaf mentor douglas ridloff to teach asl to the actors to be able to make corrections and sorry let me try that again so the next fun fact is, since the characters communicate in American Sign Language to avoid making sound, filmmakers hired deaf mentor Douglas Ridloff to teach ASL to the actors and to be able to make corrections. Millicent Simmons, who played uh, Reagan, Reagan, right? Reagan, yeah. Reagan, yeah. Um, she's also a deaf actress, and she helped to teach the cast and crew sign language as well. I love that. Yeah, she was also in the movie. Wonderstruck, is that the movie? The one with the boy who, who's like, who has the message? Hold on, face? I'm doing you know it right I'm, now. About? I'm, yeah, Wonderstruck. Okay, yeah. So she was also in the movie Wonderstruck, and the reason I know so much about this movie is because in my American Sign Language class, we watched a bunch of interviews with her, both That's from Wonderstruck. Awesome. And from this movie. And it's really, she's, she's fantastic. I love her. And she's, she's an advocate for, um, like, including actors with disabilities in movies that, like, portray those disabilities, which I think is fantastic. Same. Yeah. So, the last one is that initially they were going to leave all of the American sign language in the film unsubtitled. They thought that the audience would understand the subtext of what was going on. Notably, the first trailer does not subtitle the signing. However, while editing the sequence where Reagan is arguing with Lee regarding the hearing aids, um, they decided that uh, the sequence would have to be subtitled because it like people wouldn't know what was going on unless you know sign language. So because of that, um, all of the ASL throughout the movie was subtitled, with exception of one little part, which I will get to later.
0: Yeah, that scene made me sad.
1: The Where they were fighting? Yeah. Yeah. It, like, it tugs on my heartstrings. There's a lot of scenes, actually, that tug on my heartstrings. Yeah. Like, specifically, oh, where did I put it? Um, oh, okay. The scene where Reagan takes the plane to Bo's memorial and she's like fixed it so that way it lights up the but rocket? it doesn't make the sound. Rocket. It looks like a plane, but in both. Okay, whatever. Plane,
0: rocket. I think it's supposed to be a rocket. But it looks like a plane. It has like the little windows on the side. Why does that
1: plane or windows? Okay, whatever. Rocket. <laughs> sure.
0: I thought that's the whole point because the kid got the rocket because of the drawing of the rocket.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know, it just doesn't look like a rocket to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: this is the conversation huh? heading this, whether it's a plane or a rocket. Huh? I will fight. Hold on. Rocket or plane? <laughs> what? Okay, it doesn't really matter.
1: Okay. So okay. Whatever. I'll go back. So like, there's this one scene specifically that like just like totally like crushes my heart, and it's when Reagan takes the rocket to Bo's memorial. I literally was like sitting there crying. <laughs> yes, I know it's a rocket. Okay, right. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Love fine. Love you. But that actually was wrong because the the monsters don't actually eat what they kill; they just kill them. True. Anyway, so let me try this again. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one specific scene that like actually like destroys my heart, and it's when yeah. Reagan takes the rocket to Bo's memorial. Literally, I start crying, especially with the conversation between Lee and Marcus in the background. When Marcus is asking Lee like if he blames. Reagan for Bo's death, and like, cause she does, and like, Ugh. they have this really sweet conversation. It actually, like, tears my heart into pieces.
0: Same. Yeah. I love that. Mm hmm. So, oh. yeah. So, who's your favorite character? I think I have to say Lee. Okay, mine's Reagan. I love Reagan.
1: Regan is great. She is great. And I heard... I haven't seen the second one yet because I'm waiting to watch it on Halloween because it's a tradition now. But, um... I, I heard see. that she's the main character in the second one.
0: Yes!
1: Yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> um, I just think Lee is such a great dad. I do too. I think... Okay. Where did I put it? Um... The scene when he's reunited with the kids, just like at the very end, like once they were lost in the cornfield, and then they were um in the silo. Yeah. You know, after that, and they're finally reunited after all that, that actually just like oh mm, <clears throat> like hurts my heart so bad. Like you can feel like the relief of him like having his kids back. Yeah. And then the other part that was just like, I literally tonight I was, or today I was sitting there crying watching this. But when Lee signs to Reagan, I have always loved you.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Fun fact about that. So when that. I looked at Millicent um, Simmons. Uh-huh. I just found out that she was just cast three hours ago in a film about, uh, it's called Helen and Teacher. And she's going to be playing the author Colin in Keller. Death. Yeah. It's going to be That's Helen cool. Keller. And she's going That's to be playing cool. Helen Keller. That's really cool. Yeah. So I just wanted to yeah. put that out there because, you know. I love that. If I'm not mistaken, I think she's our age. I think so. I, or like a little bit younger than since us. Since I am literally like just on her IMDb at this point, let me yeah. just scroll up.
1: Speaking of Millicent, um, Lee signing I Have Always Loved You at the End was actually Millicent's idea, and when she pitched it to John Krasinski, he was, like, sitting there crying when he pitched it to her. He was like, absolutely, yes, we're doing that. Yeah.
0: She's two years younger than us. Okay, there two you go. And three
1: baby. Okay, there you go. So,
0: anyway, moving on. What's your favorite moment? Definitely when Lee and Evelyn are dancing to this song with their headphones it's really sweet sweet. that is very sweet also
1: fun fact about that scene (laughs) it is a parallel to a very similar scene that happens between jim and pam in season two episode seven of the office when they're sitting in the parking lot well standing in the parking lot listening to the ipod and i'm pretty sure that is i think that's the christmas party i think that's hold on let me double check
0: i've never seen it so
1: you have to watch it it's so good
0: oh i haven't had time to watch anything
1: besides these movies mood i mean that's mood okay wrong i was wrong so season two episode seven of the office is the client which is a great episode yeah um and there is a scene at the very end where Jim and Pam are in the parking lot listening to music on an iPod. And it's very, very, very similar to this scene with Evelyn and Lee dancing in The Little Thing. So I like to think that that was John Krasinski's little homage to uh, Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam. Really quick other fun fact, while we're talking about Jenna Fisher, her husband's name is Lee. Oh! And in The Office... John Krasinski and Jenna Fisher are married. So maybe that's a little thing for her too. Probably not, but I just think that's a funny little thing. So what's your least
0: favorite moment? Mm. We've already talked about mine. It's when Reagan and her dad are arguing with each other because I just feel so bad for her. I think that scene, and I also really don't
1: like the scene when... Well, I don't, it's not that I don't like it. I just, it makes me sad. When Lee tells Reagan that he, she has to stay with her mom when the boys go out to the, to the lake. Yeah. Um, And I think for him, it's coming from a place of wanting to protect her because while she's out there, she won't be able to hear what's going on. Yeah. And at least if he takes Marcus, like he can hear what's going on and like, They have that whole scene by the river and by the waterfall where he's like, you know, we can talk here because it's loud. There's a louder sound nearby so we can talk. Like, little sounds and big sounds are okay because there's something here. That, like, you can literally, like, the fear on Marcus's face is so intense when the fish, like, floppies back into the water and it makes that little noise. Yeah. Like... Ugh. I think the acting in this fantastic this in I this movie too. is just fantastic.
0: Maybe too.
1: Um, let me see what
0: else is going like on. Emily Blunt. Yeah, I, I love her.
1: Well, okay, for this movie, she received a SAG award for that scene when she's in the bathtub and she's giving birth, which is honestly good because she deserves it. She does. Yeah. So, wait, it was shot in one take? Uh huh, it was one take. Oh my
0: gosh.
1: Yeah, the scene where she was in the bathtub was shot in one take. And according to John Krasinski, after they finished the take, she like sat up in the bathtub, looked around, and was like, okay, what's for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> like, she was just like instantly like, okay, what's for lunch? I didn't like, love her. Like, that's such a mood. She is me. Also, how fun do you think it would be for them to work together because they're actually married? (gasps) Uh Oh. Yeah, and, like, there's a bunch of family photos in the house of them with their actual kids.
0: That's cute. Yeah. It's really sweet. I can only think of, of like, one other other movie that it's, like, a one-sake wonder for, like, a shot, and it's singing Mm -hmm. in the rain. The title song was done in one shot. Uh, Gene Kelly, who played the lead role in that movie, he was Mm -hmm. sick when they recorded the title number of Singing in the Rain, and they did it in one shot wonder for it. Good for him. It's crazy knowing that fact and then going back and watching that
1: movie. Right? Same with this. Like, I was reading it as I was watching it, and I watched it, and I was like, dang. Dang. It's fantastic. It is. Yeah. So, what was I going to say? Shoot. Speaking of, like, short amounts of takes, um, the scene after Evelyn gives birth, when Lee and Evelyn, like, are trying to make it down to the soundproof room and the baby's crying. Yeah. Um, when Lee puts the baby in the box and he, like, puts the lid on it, that's a real baby. Yeah. So... They did two takes, just two takes, Ugh. of putting the baby in the box, and the lid was open, like, as soon as they yelled, cut. Also, there were, like, holes around the whole box. Like, you, we only see, like, one tiny little piece of the box because the rest of the box is full of holes, so that way there's, yeah. like,
0: oxygen so the baby can breathe, obviously. You, you saw my, my, like, one comment of, they're locking that baby up.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they're giving him oxygen, like, they have to, otherwise they're gonna die. True. And the baby's going to die. True. And I don't think Evelyn can go through losing another kid, honestly. Oh, my
0: God.
1: Yeah. But yeah, the whole thing was totally safe for the baby. However, the cast and crew were, like, still way, way, way nervous. So, like, only two takes were done, and the baby was, like, never in the box for over 30 seconds. So, like, like super quick. They were like, okay, lid on, pan away, done. Okay, let it out, let it out. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think, yeah. And the parents were there the whole time. Of course. And the parents were like, it's cool, it's fine, go ahead. <laughs> you imagine? Yeah. But, like, the whole cast and crew were so anxious, and the parents were like, no, it's okay, don't worry, he'll be fine. So, anyway. That, that... <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to Evelyn not being able to lose another kid. The scene when she is... After she's given birth and they're in the soundproof room and she and Lee are talking about Bo and, like, her, she's blaming herself for not carrying Bo the day that he died. Actually, like, oh, Same. Like, if the scenes before didn't take your heart and just crush it, this one will.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, Yeah. I think that's kind of my little bit. Oh, the last thing. Okay, that scene that I was talking about earlier where they didn't subtitle um the signing is at the very 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 end when yeah. um, Reagan is showing Evelyn all the parts that Lee had to like fix the cochlear implant and like she was showing him all of the showing her all of the like bits and parts and she was like, "Oh my gosh, like he like actually was doing this because he cared. Like look at all this stuff." Okay. So the last thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap up on this movie is there is a scene at the very, very end when uh, Reagan is showing Evelyn all of the pieces that Lee had to be fixing her cochlear implant. And it's so just touching because she realizes like he actually cared and he actually was trying to make it better and trying to help her as much as she said, like, it doesn't work. It never works. Yeah. He actually was trying. And it's not subtitled, but Evelyn responds, I know. Oh, and it's just like, oh, God. That's when I just start st- ugly crying. I was sobbing already. Now I'm ugly crying. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I love that because I think, had they subtitled I
0: it, I do too. I think it would
1: have ruined Would have. I totally agree. So I think just like just that little like nod of her saying I know, just like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> So what would you give this movie out of ten?
0: I raise my score. I have a nine on my thing. I'm gonna raise it to a ten. No way! Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes.
1: I give this one a 10 out of 10 too. I love this movie so much. I Maybe it's just all the little nuance things that I know from like having done the research on it and having yeah. had to look into all this stuff. It just like I love it
0: so much. Yeah. This conversation. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yes. There I will now I remember be what I-
1: conducting... The rest of this episode in sign language. I'm just kidding. I'm not actually going to do it in sign language.
0: <laughs> That'd so be like next the worst one. for a podcast. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So this next movie is Doctor Sleep, which is the sequel to The Shining. And do you want to do the synopsis, Gabby? Because I know you. I love this movie. I know you love, love, movie. Movie. I I know love, you love both movies.
1: Yeah. I love The Shining so much. So, okay. Struggling with alcoholism, Dan Torrance remains traumatized by the sinister events that occurred at the Overlook Hotel when he was a child. His hope for a peaceful existence soon becomes shattered when he meets Abra, a teen who shares his extrasensory gift of The Shine. Together, they form an unlikely alliance to battle the True Knot, a cult whose members feel... I'm sorry, a cult whose members try to feed off the shine of innocence to become immortal.
0: Ba ba ba. And the film was directed by Mike Flanagan. Flanagan. hmm And it came out in twenty nineteen and it stars Ian McGregor as Dan Torrance, Rebecca Ferguson as Rose the Hat, Kylie Curran as Abra Stone. Alex Eso,
1: I think so. E S S O E as Wendy Torrance.
0: Carl Lumbly as Dick Halloran. Um, Zan McLaren as as Daddy. Emily Allen Lind as Snakebite Andy. Cliff Curtis as Billy Freeman. Jocelyn Donahue as Lucy Stone, and Zachary. Zachary, It's Zachary. Zachary.
1: That's how Zach spells his name. Interesting. Yeah, it's Zachary.
0: Zachary Momo as Dave Stone. Yeah. I know someone named Dave Stone, like, in real life. He's one of really? my neighbors back home. Oh, that's so funny. He's my- um, at my high school, he's the softball- The women's softball coach. Does he have a daughter who has the shine?
1: Probably not. (laughs) Okay. Not going to lie, though. I 100% believe in the shine. I think it's a thing. Okay. I 100% believe in it. You think I'm nuts, but I think it's true. (laughs) I think it's real. Not necessarily in, like, to, like, these extremes, but I think, like, there are people who shine. Not necessarily, like, have, like, telepathic abilities. I think that's, like, really crazy. But, like, I think there are definitely people who can, like, pick up on, like, energies. And, like, I totally believe in clairvoyance. I believe in that. But, yeah.
0: I don't know.
1: But, like, not to the extent that you see in these films. Like, not, like, telepathic abilities and, like, the ability to alter reality. Not like that. But, like, I definitely think that, like there is a certain type of people who do have the shine and it's like in the form of clairvoyance and like
0: that kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway. So so... Mike Flanagan painstakingly recreated the sets of the Overlook Hotel from blueprints acquired from Stanley Kubrick's estate.
1: Yeah. And Stanley Kubrick was the uh, director of the first film of The Shining.
0: Yes. Yes. Knew that name sounded familiar. Well, yeah. we're for next epi- next week's episode, episode 23, we're covering we're The Shining. Name.
1: Yeah, we're going to see that name again. So, so hold on to your hats. <laughs> hey,
0: but um <ba-dum-ts. laughs> I had never seen either one of these movies, so Gabby made me watch The Shining. So I was like, let's just cover it for the next episode. <laughs> Yeah, I made. Her, well, I said if we're going to talk about Doctor Sleep, you have to watch The Shining
1: first. You can't watch Doctor Sleep without knowing the context of The Shining; otherwise, it doesn't make sense.
0: Yes, and then I was like, then we should just put it on the following yeah. week's episode.
1: I was like, yeah, I was going to put it on anyway. <laughs> True. I was it's like, so we good. can't talk about a Halloween episode without talking about The Shining. True. It's so good. Same it's with so that how
0: ha- like with Halloween. Yeah, I mean, come
1: on. We can't talk about, like, we have to talk about Halloween. Yeah. And Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th.
0: You added Nightmare on Elm Street
1: literally yesterday. Because I had to. I was like, I feel like this is such an iconic classic. Mm-hmm. Literally, we have merch for Nightmare on Elm Street all over the store. We have to.
0: Okay. Anyway. We anyway. We cut that bit out. <laughs> when Dan returns to the room, his family stayed up in at the overlook. He sees the bathroom door. Jack hacked open with the axe and puts his face in the axe open panel, recreating the iconic Here's Johnny shot. However, in The Shining, Jack was shown to have hacked both upper panels to try to get to Wendy, not just the one.
1: Yeah. If you, yeah, it's really interesting. If you look at the shot, like, I thought I was like, oh, yeah, this is like exactly not it. <laughs> like, the, yeah, the, that, that made no sense. Let me try that again. <laughs> when yeah. I was watching this movie, I definitely noticed that just the one panel that Jack Nicholson puts his face through and he does the whole here's Johnny like only that one is hacked out. But in later in the movie, after he does here's Johnny, he hacks out the other side of the door to get to the um, the handle. Because yeah. it's locked from the inside, so he gets to it to get through the handle, so that way um, he can get to Wendy and Danny and uh, Shelly Duvall, who plays Wendy in the original film. She helps oh. uh, Danny uh, go through the oh, what is it? Go through the window of the bathroom, and he slides down on the snow.
0: Yes. So I love Danny, right? And Dan, yeah. Speaking of, oh, wait, we have one more fun fact. Never mind. Yeah.
1: But also, I have another fun fact. Do I have it in here or did I not include it? (laughs) No, I didn't include it. There is a scene, actually, when Danny or when Dan is at the bar where um, the guy who played Danny in the original, Danny Lloyd, he's actually in the bar scene. Yeah. Which
0: I love that. I'm very questioning what, what, that doesn't even make sense. I'm questioning what I wrote as my first note. Does it say that it takes place in Florida? <laughs> it must have. In the very opening scene.
1: Cause, no, it's not in Florida. He's supposed to be in, like...
0: Well, no, the opening scene with the girl in Rose. With the little girl in Rose. Oh... It says oh, Florida know. on there, I'm pretty sure, because then I was like, it looks like northern Florida, not the swamps down south. I was like, <laughs> it looks like a state park near my university, so then I looked to see if they had filmed it at, at the state park. because it was like, in Georgia. Yeah, it was in Georgia. But there's, like, a lighthouse near my college that they filmed, like, a full movie at, so That's I wouldn't cool. have been surprised if, you know, they had filmed yeah. it there. Yeah. But, yeah. Also, I was totally convinced that they had just taken the beginning, like, the scenes of Danny on the bike from the original From the movie? Yeah. No, they actually recreated them. I was so convinced.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. They recreated them. But they recreated them really well. I think they did a really good job recreating them. Um, And I think... Um, oh, what's her name? I think that Alex Esso did, like, a really good job in channeling Shelley Duvall. I did, too. The other thing that I thought was fantastic, I don't know who it was who played Jack in, like, the bar when Danny was back at the Overlook, and yeah. he sat down at the bar, the same bar that Jack sits at. It's really cool. But I don't know who played Jack, because it's not Jack Nicholson. But he looks just
0: like him. Yeah, that creeps me out. He looks exactly like Jack Nicholson. I like, was wondering if they had done, like, you know how, like, new some of the newer Marvel movies or even, like, some of the Star Wars movies have, like, recreated? Mm-hmm. And they, like, de-aged the actors? yeah. That's what
1: I thought too, and then I looked at it, and no, it's actually an actor, and it's incredible. I kind of just assumed that, honestly. Mm Hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I noticed something interesting. So the first time that Dan and Abra like connect through the shine, um, Dan's nose starts bleeding, and I said. Exactly. That is exactly what I said. I was like, hmm, this seems oddly similar to another They filmed Stranger Things.
0: Uh, let me start that over. They filmed Stranger Things, like, three hours from my university. That's cool. Like, my roommate my freshman year, like, that summer, she was from Atlanta, Georgia, and she, like, I remember her telling us a story about how she went to the mall one day and she saw Millie Bobby Brown and her, like, security team that's crazy (laughs) yeah that's crazy but yeah i was like huh
1: is stranger things part of the stephen king universe because it is confirmed that there are multiple stephen king novels that are connected
0: yeah also i don't think i ever wrote this as a note anywhere and if i did it's probably in next week's episode but why do all of these like a lot of these horror films just take place in like like, middle of nowhere, like Indiana or Iowa or Illinois. Because it's spooky. There's nowhere
1: to go. It wouldn't be spooky to have a film, like, set in, like, Burbank, California. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, no, could I do. you imagine a horror film that takes place, like, in Los Angeles? Can we? Like, can it's we The Purge. That? And The Purge is, like, freaking weird. Yeah. But. Should we watch so, yeah. The Purge next, we? Oh, absolutely not. F The Purge. No. <laughs> but back to Stephen King, a bunch of his books are connected through the concept of The Shine because Carrie has The Shine. Oh. And Danny has The Shine. And Abra has The Shine. So we'll see what other books. I haven't read all of his books. I've only read carrie and dr strange and dr or not dr strange uh dr sleep and the shining um next i'm reading salem's lot when i finish the shining i'm almost done with the shining the book yes. but i'm gonna read salem's lot after that and i will let you know but i've heard oh oh and the kids from it also are said to have the shine oh that's cool and that's also, why they see
0: fuck,
1: Pennywise.
0: i hate you.
1: no Same. i have okay I'm, like, irrationally scared of clowns, which is why I refuse to watch that movie. I can't even watch the ad for that movie. We have merch in our store that has, like, the clown on it. And I I have to hide it behind other stuff because I can't look at it.
0: Did I ever tell you my freshman year? And I remember this so specifically. I think Halloween was, like, a Friday or a Thursday. Like, it was, like, like in the middle of the week. So people were wearing costumes, like, to class. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing this guy on his bike. And on his bike, he had, like, um, tied a red balloon to it, and he was dressed as Pennywise. He was just biking around campus. I could never. I did not like that.
1: No, I, th- I would.
0: It was 2019, it. so did an It movie come out that year? I, feel like I think so, yeah. Did. Yeah. I think I would just lose it. I could never.
1: Mm, not 2019. I think 2018. Okay, so, like, the year later. Hold
0: on. I don't know. Well, because... I think
1: 2017. Weird... Oh, gosh.
0: It, too, came out in 2019, though. There you go. So the sequel came out the year but still, I was a freshman and this story happened. Yeah, I could not.
1: I think I would just die. Yeah.
0: So who's your favorite uh, character? Dan. Same.
1: I love Dan. I mean, I love Abra, too. I love Abra but Dan. as well.
0: Has she done anything since? I don't know. Here I'm copying and pasting her name into Google. Let's see. Let's see what you've done because she looks familiar. She does look familiar. Oh, she's in a Disney Channel Disney Plus series. Oh, what series? Secrets of. Hold on. The full name wasn't coming up. Secrets of Sulphur Springs, and she plays Harper Dunn. Hmm. It came out this year. It looks That's like true. Harper Dunn is the lead from the number of episodes to the number of episodes that Harper Dunn is in. Got it. Um, She was in Doctor Sleep. Yeah. And then I Can, I Will, I Did. As Lily. And that was two years before Doctor Sleep came out. But those are the only things. How old is she? Mm. She is 14 years old. She'll be 15. Oh, my gosh. She's amazing. Her birthday is December 10th of 2005. Wow. That's so weird. Sean's birthday is December 10th. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> she's okay. in, uh, she's from Mi- uh, Miami, Florida. Oh, heck yes. Florida
1: gang. Speaking of Abra really quick, when they're in the car on the way to the woods to like get most of the what are they called the knot? Yeah. The knot. Is
0: that what it is? Wait, hold on. What the knot, that? yeah. True Knot. The True Knot.
1: Yeah. When yeah. they're like on their way to the woods to like get the members of True Knot and she's like edging them along by like you know, she's project or no, not when she's projecting actually. It's after she's projecting. Yeah. When he's when she's actually in the car on the way to the Overlook, when she just like drops the phone out the window, <laughs> she just she just yeah like <laughs> it's it's like she just like so non she just like lets it go and she's like okay bye like yeah and she just drops it like back. yeah yeah like, vertical yeah. And it's so weird. You're just like, what the F just happened? I love her. Yeah. Also, okay, one of my notes is that I don't think you'd be able to tell it was Ewan, McGreg- Ewan McGregor. Like, I could not tell it was him until no. I read that it was him.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I've Same seen this Same with movie another before. character for um, the next movie we're going to cover, who I literally texted you and you were like, oh my gosh, that is him. Oh, Yeah. Together. Yeah, we'll get yeah. to that we'll get that the other things
1: okay i love when they go to the overlook hotel that's my favorite moment is when they show yeah. up and like we see all of like the little bits and boops that are left over especially i love that the typewriter is still sitting there on the table
0: i The typewriter really cool. is still sitting
1: there and oh my gosh i saw it and it gave me chills i love yeah. that like, watching this movie and seeing all the little details, just, like, as a lover of the original, it's just, like,
0: oh, oh, it, like it makes I me so happy. I watched the two happy. back-to-back. Literally, I spent, like, four hours watching the two back-to-back. Good. It, it was a time. It's, uh, mm, yes. Um, But I think I'm going to change my favorite moment from what I have written. Okay. I love when Dan... I don't want to call it possessing Abra, but... But possessing, yeah. But
1: possessing her. I love that scene. Yeah. Oh, and he's like, ugh, I feel hungover. Yeah. I love that. And they're like, what the F? He's like,
0: what did this, like, eight-year-old child just say? Yeah. What did this child say? She did a fantastic job. I bet that was so much fun for her to do. I mean, just, like... Talana Bottom Carter for Emma Watson getting to play Hermione, yeah. yeah. Or Daniel Radcliffe playing seven different characters, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff I
0: think is so fun. I do too. Yeah. I I remember reading an interview about them filming the Seven Potter scene in Harry Potter, and yeah. um, Daniel Radcliffe saying that he likes doing the women more yeah. than like the other guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it so just Fleur not. and who was and Hermione? Yeah, yeah, he it's doing better than like Ron of and course. Fred or, and Bill. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, Bill was the chaperone to Fleur.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. You know? Anyway, okay. <laughs> so, oh, another fun fact about like when they're back at the Overlook. Yeah. Is that in the original movie they used real snow? They were like it was. They were actually yeah. in the snow, and you can tell because they're in the scenes when they're in the snow. You can like see their breath on the film.
0: Yeah,
1: but in this film they're not. It's not real snow, and you can tell for the same That's reason. It's really interesting, and they recycled the scenes when they're going up the mountain. Those are recycled from the original.
0: That's okay, the same footage. So, so those are the only. Same footage. Mm-hmm. They're like, Those recast the, the kid. Scenes. Yeah. That terrifies me that they were able to get that casting perfect. Right?
1: But yeah, they, it was exactly, it, that was the only shot that was the same and they just overlaid a night filter and put snow on the mountain. That's that's all they did to it.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Um. What's your least favorite moment? When Dan goes after Abra. Least favorite? Yeah, I know. I changed it. (laughs) Okay. I don't like... Okay. There's a few, actually, that I have that are my least favorite. I hate when Dan goes after Abra, but I love that it's, like, almost identical to when Jack was chasing Danny. So, I like that. But, I also... Like, the part when Grandpa Flick
0: dies (gasps) terrifies me. You see, I just hate it when she... When Abra realizes that her dad died oh yeah that also like just totally was like ow and then
1: the other thing that also made me really sad was when dick told danny he wouldn't be able to see him anymore same i was like oh my gosh no (laughs) but i also really like that um dan becomes like dick Halloran for her for abra
0: i do too i love that i really like that
1: yeah Uh, oh oh okay so i don't remember if it's mentioned in the movie or not but in the very beginning of the book of the shining it's mentioned that the boiler at the overlook hasn't been changed in like 60 years i'm trying to remember if it is mentioned in the movie i don't think it is i think if it is it's very briefly mentioned but in the book, they made, like, this whole big thing about it. And Danny goes to the boiler room first because he knows that cranking it and just leaving it cranked is going to make it blow up. Yeah. Because I don't I, – I just can't remember if it's mentioned in the book or not. But it's mentioned – or in the movie or not. But it is mentioned in the book, like, multiple times. Okay. So I looked it
0: up. And on sh- the Shining Wikipedia, because they have their mm-hmm. own Wikipedia good thing, like Wikipedia for Star Wars, but it's literally theshining.fandom.com. The, Love the Boiler Room is in the basement of the Overlook Hotel, playing a major role in the 1977 novel, the 1997 miniseries, and the 2016 opera? What? What does. I. Okay. The F? But then it plays a minor role in the movie. Hold on. There's an opera! OMG! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, (laughs) The Shining. Okay, let's see. It has music by Paul Moravec and Michael. or Mark Campbell. Uh (laughs) You okay? Oh. Okay. So it has music by Paul Moravec and Mark Campbell, mm-hmm. and the opera received its world premiere in May se- on May seventh, twenty sixteen, at the Ordway Music Theater in Saint Paul, Minnesota. Hmm. It was part of their New Works Initiative of the Minnesota Opera. I want to see if we know any. Next, I do not recognize any of these names. Cool. So one
1: last little thing I wanted to bring up is that I really love the parallels that they pull from this movie, from the original The Shining into this movie, specifically Dan having the limp while he's chasing Abra down the hotel like hallways, because in the original Jack is chasing Danny with the same kind of limp and it's just like. You can see the spirit of the hotel, like festering inside him, and it just like, <sighs> yeah, I love it, absolutely love so it. Sir, I'm still on the opera page thing. Okay, well, I gotta get going. So I we go, know, like, we gotta get through this last one quick. So, what would you rate this film out of ten? Nine point seven five. I give it a ten. <laughs> yeah. I hate that one scene where they kill Grimple Flick or Grimple Flick dies because I think it's terrifying when they like, and
0: like, you see, the anyway. You see, I, mm, yeah. yeah. That, that's the- me with this next movie, which is Mother. And the synopsis is a young woman spends her days renovating the Victorian mansion that she lives in with her husband in the countryside. When a stranger knocks on the door one night, he becomes an unexpected guest in their house. Later, his wife and two children also arrive to make themselves welcome. Terror soon strikes when the... Belagard? Belagard? Got... Wife I think so. tries to figure out why her husband is so seemingly friendly and accommodating to everyone but her. Yeah. It was directed by Darren Aaron...
1: Aaron Fis... Aaron Fos... Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Aronofsky, thank you by Darren Aronofsky, and it came out in 2017. The cast includes Jennifer Lawrence as Veronica is apparently her name, but it's never said. Yeah, I was about to say, when is it said? Yeah. Um, Javier Bardem as him, Michelle Pfeiffer as woman, (sighs) Ed Harris as man, Domino Gleason as oldest son, Brian Gleason as younger son, Kristen Wiig as Harold, and the rest of these aren't really as important as I thought they were.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Hold on. I'm to. Because I want to do a fun fact real quick okay. about Domino Gleason and Brian Gleason. Their father is Brendan Gleason, who was Mad Eye Moody in Harry Potter. No way! Yeah, so Domino Gleason plays. Um,
1: Bill, Bill Weasley, Weasley, right,
0: and General Hux. Yeah. And fun fact about Bill Weasley and Domino Gleason is Bill Weasley is the one who announces that Mad Eye Moody is dead. That's so crazy. So uh, Domino Gleason announced that his father's character was dead in that's part nuts. one. That's nuts. I that's so cool. Yes, I love him as an actor, and I like immediately like he like. Looked at the camera at one point. I was like, oh my God, that's him.
1: I had no idea until you actually texted it to me. And I was like, I knew I recognized him. I just didn't know from where.
0: Yeah, Harry Potter.
1: Yeah. And Star Wars. And Star Wars. Yeah. Harry Potter first. Yeah. So some other fun facts are that Jennifer Lawrence got so into this character during the climactic scenes that she started hyperventilating and she even cracked a rib during one of her scenes. <gasps> Mm-hmm. And another one is that Jennifer Lawrence is barefoot the entire movie, and she was the one to help come up with this idea of her character going barefoot throughout the whole film to emphasize her character's connection to the house. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then the last little fun fact is that this movie is actually an allegory for the story of the Bible. Yeah. And it's like 100% confirmed by like, the creator, and by Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get into it. There's a whole explanation by a Reddit user, Mountain Dews Real Good. Interesting. Yeah. There's a fantastic explanation. I'm going to, like, abridge it. I'm going to, like, speed through as much of it as I
0: can. But, like... But, yeah. yeah. I I think the reason that we didn't... Or you may not have recognized Domino and Brian... Well, Domino and Gleason more so, is because... He's British, and he does a real good yeah. American accent. Just like Ian McGregor and yeah. Dr. Slate. Yeah. Uh, so. I love
1: him. Who's your favorite character? Jennifer
0: Lawrence,
1: a.k.a. Veronica. Yeah. I, like, referred to her as, like, Mother, because in the theory, she's like Mother Earth. So, I think, yeah. I think that's kind of what it is. I don't know. But, yeah, I liked her the best. Her, her character is the best. Yeah. Yeah. So. Let's blast through these, like, favorites, and then I'll get into the theory.
0: Okay. So, what was your favorite moment? So, as my, I love um, when we see her, like, in the nursery, being all homie and ready for the baby. Yeah, I do, too. But I also like the Cain and Abel retelling with um, Domino and Brian Gleason. Yeah, I bet you that was really intense for
1: them to do, because they're actually brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Like, could you imagine being in a film and like having no. to actually kill your sibling in this film? No, just
0: like well, I I also like another Harry Potter. I can't, I I have to bring up Harry Potter, Domino Cleasons mm-hmm. in this, but um, when they were filming the Weasley tw- or when they filmed Fred's yeah body scene, the actor who played George, I think it was Oliver as George. I, I can't remember. Know. I get them flipped I, in my head. Yeah. Oh. But, you know, he's actually having to cry over his brother, who, like, was asleep. They literally had all the dead bodies just asleep. Yeah, and, like,
1: there's there's a story of that where he's, like, after the scene, they were like, okay, cut. He was just laying there, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, is he okay? And then his brother, like, nudged him, and he was like, oh, what happened? <laughs> like, he was actually asleep.
0: Yes, but him crying over his brother, dead quote-unquote brother in that film can like he talks about it and it's like yeah like because they're like like Fred and George they are halves of each other yeah so it was actually like him losing his other half
1: yeah it's yeah I couldn't imagine having to act like I'm either killing or like my brothers are killed or something like that I couldn't imagine same like with my actual brothers. Same with my sister. Yeah. So, what's your least favorite moment?
0: Um, same as yours, which is when they killed the baby, aka Jesus, and they're eating his body. Yeah,
1: it's and then symbolic- beat up
0: J Lo. yeah, or J
1: Lo. It's symbolic. It's symbolic of the the body and blood of Christ. I know. Yeah, but yeah, and then they beat up Jennifer Lawrence, and I was like, "Um, why?" So yeah, most of my notes are like, "Who would just randomly let a stranger into their yeah, house?" Yeah, I was
0: like, "Do you want to get murdered?" Yeah, and then the other one was, "Why do you have dishes in your medicine cabinet?" Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Also, at one point, I didn't write any notes for this one because I was watching it. Like, what are we like right yeah. as we were starting to watch? Um. But at one point, Jennifer Lawrence is like this really elaborate side braid, and I was like, "Okay, Katniss Everdeen." Right? She has. I love. Okay, her hair, her hair in
1: this movie is so good. Yes. Okay, her hair was fantastic, and oh, what was the? I have a note in the Quiet Place. Like it was notes.
0: her hair, Grace, and yes, um, Evelyn. All of their hair was amazing. I
1: was like, um, what? I was like, what is with all of the amazing hair in these movies? Right? Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to, like, open up this, this basically what happens in the movie. And I'm going to, like, speed through it as fast as I can. Okay. So, if it would let, there we go. Okay. So. This is the way to watch the movie and to think about it. Javier Bardem, he's God. Jennifer Lawrence is Mother Earth. As the movie starts, she wakes up. She's like, yo, where's God at? She goes outside and there's nothing. Like, as far as you can see, nothing. No people, no houses, nothing, just grass. And the earth is pre-human civilization. So he pops up behind her and she's like, what are you What are you up to? And he's like, nothing. Just working on the same thing, nothing. But you know, you know he's up to something. By the way, like in the movie, he's a poet. But it's, it. we'll get there. So she's like, okay, I'm just going to keep working on the house, which is representational of like physical earth and like is an extension of mother earth herself. So then all of a sudden, boom, some dude arrives. This is Adam. Mother earth is like, yo, WTF God. This is ours. Like we built this. You can't just bring somebody else here. So, and then God is like, nah, it's cool. It's fine. And she's like, okay, whatever. And all of a sudden, God and Adam are like, buddy, buddy. God's like, yo, Adam, I made you. And Adam's like, bro, yo, that's dope. Um, <laughs> and he's like, yo, what's this crystal thing? And God's like, oh, you can't touch that. That's mine. I made that from the last time I destroyed everything. And it's the forbidden fruit. So yeah. a little while later, Mother Earth walks in on Adam, puking in the toilet after a night's drinks with God. And she sees he's got this like nasty wound right on his ribs. And that is the rib that God used to create Eve. so sure enough next day boom eve is there oh by the way that's the thing that was in the toilet it was the rib of adam
0: oh i was so confused (laughs) i
1: was too that's how i stumbled across this so (laughs) it was the rib of adam so next day sure enough eve is there boom mother earth is like yo there's another one and god's like yeah it's cool it's fine just chill out And Eve, she's in this movie, she's like a she's a conniving little beach, you know? She's like, oh, this is a nice mm -hmm. place. Show me around. Like she's like, psych, I'm gonna go up in here and like ruin everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's I I love Michelle Pfeiffer as an actress. I hated her in this movie. I was like, oh my gosh, what a bitch. Okay, so she's like, I'm gonna go up into this office, and Mother Earth is like, you can't go in there. That's the Garden of Eden. So Mother Earth is like, yo. God, I told you I didn't like these people. I want them out of here. This is mine. And God's like, no, it's fine. I'm telling you, it's cool. They have nowhere else to go. Then one day, smash. You hear some glass break. And what do you know? It's the crystal. And who broke it? Adam and Eve, of course. And God runs in is like, WTF? I told you not to touch it. And everyone, like, GTFO, like, he's so mad. And then he boards up the room, thus banishing Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden. Right? So they're all yeah. about to leave. And then all of a sudden, their sons come busting in the house. And that's Cain and Abel. Yeah. So then Mother Earth is like, WTF, they have kids too? Did you know about this? And God's like, it's cool. I'll take care of it. Don't worry. And Cain is like, yo, dad, WTF, you're leaving everything in your will to Abel. What about me? And Abel's like, yo, suck it. (laughs) I'm dad's favorite. And Cain's like, shut up. I'm going to kill you. And Abel's like, nah. So God comes in and he's like, Cain, you need to chill TF out, bro. And Cain's like, okay. Psych, I'm gonna kill him, and he bashes his brother's head in with a doorknob.
0: Yeah. In the Bible story, it's a rock. Right? It's a rock. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It is a rock. But it's also like they both give like sacrifices to God, and God prefers Abels over Cain. Yeah. And that's jealous. It's 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 loosely I know. It's like, well, not
1: it's pretty, pretty, pretty nose on, but like not exactly the same. But close enough, you know. So then Cain he just like disappears and he turns into like a little wilderness man and uh, God and Adam and Eve take Abel to the hospital Then God and Adam and Eve come back and they tell Mother Earth that Abel's dead and that all these other people show up out of nowhere to mourn his death they start Mm -hmm. like tearing the place up they're breaking things left and right and then there's this one sink in the kitchen that they keep sitting on and Mother Earth is like you guys better get off that I swear and they're like nah and then the sink breaks. Water starts going everywhere. Mother Earth is like, Yo, everybody get out of my house, and that's the great flood. Everybody's okay. gone. So then God and Mother Earth start arguing, and she's like, Why do you keep allowing people in our house? And he's like, This is my house too. And these are my fans and they love my poetry. Or like, these are my these are my disciples, the beginnings of like Christianity, and they love me and they worship <laughs> me and blah blah blah. And she's like, Oh yeah, do you wanna create some Ish, how about you F me for once? That's her line. That's what she says. She goes, Why can't you F me? And he is like, Meh and then they do it and it's this whole scene. And yeah, that's really yeah. awkward. <laughs> so then they start making out on the stairs, cut to them the next scene, they're in bed, she's like, I'm pregnant. And he is like, What do you mean? We just finished. What do you mean you're pregnant? And she's like, I know I'm pregnant. So he's like, Cool, we're gonna have this baby and this is uh the virgin birth of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So he's all happy and she's like, cool. And so she starts cleaning ish up and like the apocalypse is getting cleaned up. Um, That's foreshadowing. Because she says, I'm going to clean up the apocalypse in the kitchen. Total foreshadowing. Yeah. So now fast forward nine months later, Mother Mm -hmm. Earth is pregnant, like very pregnant. And she's nesting for the baby and she's having like a good time and the house looks pretty and nice. And while she's doing that, God is like, man, I'm really feeling inspired. And he starts writing again. And she's like, whatever, I'm not going to bother you, let you write. And he is like, I'm done. And she reads it, and she's like, it's beautiful. Then his publisher shows up, which is Kristen Wig, and Mother Earth is like, what the F is she doing here? And God's like, she read it, and she loves it. And Mother Earth is like, how did she read it already? We don't even have internet, but, like, it's fine. <laughs> That's the author's little, like, add to that. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Anyway, but this here is God. where – This is so long. I'm – we're getting it's long so this is where the ish hits the fan so now all these people are showing up at the house and they're like god we love you we idolize you we just want to you just want you to touch us this is like the start of like most religions and christianity and all that stuff yeah so then (laughs) mother earth is like what the heck no don't let them in here but god's like no they're my fans i gotta share this with them but these fans they're like nuts and they're eating mother earth's food and they're ripping the house apart and taking anything that may have been touched by god and she's still like But God is like, I love these people, and they love me, and it feels awesome. And Mother Earth is like, what the heck? I'm pregnant with your kid. Is that not enough for you? So then these people start, like, getting nuts. Like, they're, like, killing each other. And Kristen Wigg is, like, shooting people? Like, that was nuts. So, um, and then she says, is it hot in here, or is it just me? I think it's because she was originally an angel and she's fallen into hell and she's getting hot because she's falling into... Anyway. (laughs) So then, like, things are just totally nuts. And then, while all of the craziness is going on, there's, like, riots and there's all this stuff going on in their house. Mother Earth is going into labor. So she's, like, trying to find God, but she keeps running into, like, more and more crazy-ish. So finally he finds her and he's like, okay, let's go, like, somewhere safe. And he takes her... Into the Garden of Eden. Breaks down the barricades and they go inside and they're in the Garden of Eden. So she's giving birth and she's like screaming because she's giving birth. And then boom, baby. God's like, it's a boy because it's Jesus. So then like everything goes quiet. And Mother Earth is like, why is it so quiet out there? And God's like, they just want to see the baby. This is a gift. And they brought us gifts and fruits and blankets and stuff. And then God is like, let me hold him. And Mother Earth is like, absolutely not. Because duh, um i lost my place okay she's like she's like no i'm not gonna let you hold him i know what i know what you're up to and god's like that's my kid let me hold him and mother earth is like no leave me alone so then they get into this like epic stare down for like three days which is like okay she's just like sitting there holding the baby how does the baby not like pee or poop or anything exactly like what okay but anyway So finally, she loses, and she falls asleep, and God steals the baby and takes it out to the disciples, and God is holding Jesus up to the crowd, and the crowd is going nuts, and then they start passing the baby around, and the baby is, like, unleashing, like, three days worth of pee on all of the disciples, which I think is, like, supposed to be, like, the origins of, like, baptisms, maybe? Maybe. It's supposed to be symbolic of maybe baptisms? I don't know. Anyway, so he's being passed around, and they're, like, loving this, and then... Somebody grabs him and his neck snaps. So this is like when Jesus was crucified, right? Yeah. So then all of the disciples are like, oh, he died for us. Like, he, we need to like, oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. Mother Earth like goes nuts. She's like, you just killed my baby. And,
0: and um, they start eating the
1: child. Yeah, they start eating the child. And God is like, no, we have to forgive them. And she's like, no. So she runs into the... She runs into the basement, grabs a lighter and an axe, and she goes this big-ass tank of oil, hits it with the axe, oil goes everywhere, she blows up the house. This is the apocalypse. This is, like, the fires. Right? Yeah. So then, God comes running down, and he's like, don't do it, these are my people, I love you. And she's like, you don't love me, you just love that I keep loving you. So, house sets on fire, apocalypse. So, then... Everybody inside the house dies. House explodes. You see Mother Earth's literally burning as she, like, sheds a tear in this, like, sheds a tear in this, like, most amazing, like, filmmaking. Like, it's so cool. This shot is amazing. So So, she's, like, barely breathing. So God picks her up and takes her back upstairs. And he's, like, fine. And he's wearing white, which is, like, okay, yeah. You know. Yeah. So she's, like, I'm dead. And he's, like, I need one more thing from you. And she's, like, seriously? I give and I give and I give and now you need more? Really? And I'm dying, but fine, what do you want? And he's like, I need your heart. And she's like, okay, I guess I don't need it. So he digs into her chest, which is really gross. In this really nasty scene. It reminded me scene. of
0: Once Upon a Time. Because every time they go to kill someone, they, like, rip into their chest, pull out the heart, and just squeeze it in Once yeah. Upon a Time. It's, <laughs> it was really <laughs> gross. So it's a so, really bad CGI heart. It's not, like, as realistic as that. That's good.
1: Yeah. So he pulls her I heart mean, it's out. I mean, Yeah, and it's, like, black, and he, like, crumbles it away, and she's died. She turns into, like, this husk, and so she dies, and he squeezes the heart, and he finds the crystal thing. That was the forbidden fruit, right? So the next scene, like, the house is beautiful again, and Mother Earth wakes up, and she's like, yo, where's God at? But it's not Jennifer Lawrence, which is the end of the movie. So, basically symbolizing that he can just start everything all over again, and it doesn't matter. Also... In this movie, we also see all of the plagues of Egypt. They all show up in the house. I noticed that. Yeah, because you have the blood from Cain killing Abel. You have the flies that were in the kitchen, the frogs that were in the basement, fire, darkness, and then the eventual death of the mother's firstborn child. Yes. Which is all of the plagues of Egypt. So... I thought it was really interesting looking at. I it think it's the lens interesting
0: through that. that lens.
1: Yeah, just as so, like a just as like a yeah. horror movie, it's yikes.
0: <laughs> and I yeah, think that's, that's why, why I gave it the score I did.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why the critics reviewed it the way they did. I think had they explained it or like marketed it as like an as a modern retelling of the story of the Bible, I
0: think that would have been a little bit. Different, however... I I think it would have been way well received. Yeah.
1: However, I think that they wanted... I think they wanted people to figure it out on their own. True. So... And, you know, if know. they're under the... If they're in the, like, realm of marketing it as, oh, it's a retelling of the Bible, then that's all anybody's going to focus on. They're going to be like, oh, well, this isn't accurate because Cain and Abel gave sacrifices to God, right? They didn't... It's not... Exactly yeah. right, you know. So then it's under a different lens that i would be criticized. But you know, I really liked it. I thought it was cool. Definitely not going to rewatch it again within the next probably year.
0: Yeah, I was texting Sean afterwards and I was like, eh, I don't, I don't know if I like this movie. Yeah, I think it was interesting. I don't think I'm going to rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. So, so what would you rate the film? I gave it an eight out of ten. I gave it a a 7 out of 10.
1: Yeah. I was teetering. I was like, 7, 8. I gave it an 8. You say I was
0: teetering between 6 and 7?
1: Yeah, I gave it an 8 just because I like all the symbolism in it. I really think it's really cool, and I like how they include all the details. Yeah,
0: I like that part. That's why it didn't get a 6. But I didn't like it as a spooky film. No. I liked it as a retelling of Bible Story.
1: Yeah, I just cannot get over the scene when they're literally eating the body of Christ.
0: Yeah. Like
1: that actually that was the one scene I could not watch. I actually had to turn away. Like my Same. stomach was turning. I was like that is disgusting.
0: Same.
1: So, But yeah, that concludes this episode. Shall we see them in the outro? We shall.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan House. Gabby, would you like to tell our, our lovely audience what we will be chatting about next week?
1: Next week, we're going to be continuing our month-long Halloween spooktacular. And finishing. And, and finishing, yes. Next week is our last week of our Halloween spooktacular. And we're going to be discussing some of the most iconic and classic horror movies.
0: Yes. And remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And subscribe to us on YouTube.
1: Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you thought of the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Fam Fatales Pod for the latest updates and to possibly be featured in a future episode.
0: Now, Emma, where can the people find you on social media? So my Instagram and TikTok are both at Emma S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. What about you, Gabs? I'm at Gabby Gent on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. And our music is by our amazing friend, Maddie Macon. And our editing is by the amazing and wonderful, Kara Linsmeyer. As always, thank you for tuning in. Bye.
1: Bye! The views expressed in this episode are expressly our own and do not reflect the brand or the company they're about.